Good morning, everyone. I'd like to welcome all of you back to our podcast. My name is Brigitta. And today I'd like to welcome our beautiful guest, Anne-Sophie, who is the longtime manager and also a partner at Fuel It. Uh, she's also a public speaker, and uh, I may say that she's the connector of people as well. Our topic of today is going to be something very simple, but something that we tend to forget quite often. So we're going to be speaking about getting to know each other, to be more specific, getting to know each other at our workplace, and therefore somehow connecting, being closer to each other, and creating that circle of trust, circle of uh, respect, and a circle of efficiency. You know, meaning that uh, the better you know your colleague, the open you are yourself, the safer and more efficient you become at workplace. So, this culture. This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business. last couple of years of course have been um, as for all of us uh, a new way of working a new world of working and for us um, our company we call ourselves relational architects because what we really do is build the structures in a company that helps people work better together really to mm -hmm. perform together um, and we are nine people um, and um, when COVID hits, we have, we do a lot of keynotes and I don't know, one of, one of you or both of you were at Refocus? Uh, she was live, uh, I was uh, online. Yeah, you were. So, so we have actually met in person, uh, at least in the distance when I was in Vilnius, but this is what we do a lot. We do keynotes, we do kickoffs, we um, we come into a company and we talk about the importance of strengthening, strengthening connections among people um, to perform. Because everything, it's not about having a good time. It's about, of course, maybe we can have a good time doing it, but it's really all about uh, performing together. Because as, uh, of course, in business, we need to deliver a job, it, we have something to do and we do it um, a lot better. That's what research says. We do it a lot better if we cooperate in a good way. Um, and the thing is that we also have a tool uh, and that is our, like that's more or less our goal. That's what differs us from a lot of other people working as um, keynote speakers or most people have a message and a way of working we also have a physical tool which makes these conversations these connections happen so this autumn because of covid that was a very long answer to a short question really but but the thing is that uh, when covid hit everything stopped of course uh, and then when everything opens again a lot of companies that haven't maybe seen the importance of a relational driven culture before, suddenly they see, shit, we need, <laughs> we need to make the people uh, have strong connections. And then suddenly someone was thinking, oh, the people in the fuel box, 
they do things with connection and they work with psychological safety. Let's call them. So this autumn we have had like, I don't know how many keynotes and how many tools we have um, delivered out into the business world. So it's been crazy and uh, a lot of fun, but because we see that now people, culture is, I don't know, it's getting on people's radar a lot more, even in, in traditional businesses that did not uh, see culture as an advantage before is suddenly seeing that, okay, we need to do something more um, specifically, mm -hmm. strategically on this. The, the thing that I'm kind of interested in, in uh, uh, well, because when I was reading, and I was uh, myself very much interested in this, these, the, the tools that you provided during the call, during that uh, conference, for two reasons. The first reason why I was interested in, in the, those, the questions and that apps, you know, I downloaded it immediately and then I used the passcode and everything. And then I thought, wow, you know, this is because I, I, I have a language school where we work with adults and we teach them different kinds of languages. So when I saw this app, I thought, and we actually shared it among our, our colleagues, not uh, not for let's say that main uh, uh, aim, but we yes. used it for for teaching purposes because typically when we work with adults and and you have to you know do different um, we have. You know, we also look at it from, let's say, the so-called psychological, you know, perspective. So at the very beginning of each class, we have to have that warm up, you know, where, you know, you have to do just, you know, simple, not related, not language related things, kind of. Mm -hmm. So we use these questions in some of the, the, the situations, you know, in, in the classes. And then, then we had some sort of a discussion with the teachers. They said it worked perfectly because, you know, the questions there, they're, you know, first of all, they help you, you know, to, to express yourself and then get closer to each other. So a lot of different kinds of things. So thank you for that. It was actually a great tool. <laughs> for, but it's, it's quite cool. I'm very happy that you say that because I have worked uh, before I work both as a manager, as I said also in the keynote, uh, in the business world, but I also had my eight years as a high school teacher. Mm -hmm. And that is when I figured, then I saw, because I knew that Fuelbox had come with a box for youth, and I suddenly used this in my class, and I saw this does things in different levels, because it both, it, it gives you something to talk about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it gives you something meaningful to talk about. It creates instant connections, and it trains us in how to express certain things, both in language and emotionally. Exactly, uh, exactly, yeah. Of, um, what's it called? Yeah, um, I, I guess it's what you describe as, as what you work with. Uh, a lot of people use Fuelbox in that situation mm -hmm. for those reasons. So you were actually, you you picked up on that quite a lot quicker than a lot of people do. <laughs> no, it was just, you know, I think I, I really was fascinated with that. But the, one of the things that I was also kind of, for, of course, looking at and listening to your presentation before and now listening when you were kind of presenting, you know, and describing the, the activities that you do now, I was really wondering about this, um, where was it, you know, who came first in this kind of way? So was it that you kind of started thinking, you know, that you should uh, somehow start helping companies, you know, and then employees, or was it actually that the, the, the employees and the companies started looking for this kind of help? Because uh, I'm kind of, again, comparing it or thinking about the Lithuanian, you know, case. And I'm thinking, um, 
we don't have that that you know issue just yet people are kind of discussing it you know there are some questions but but we don't have that let's say kind of um we don't have we don't speak about it just yet but i think that it will come eventually it's just now you know maybe in just some circles you know some 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 parts so in 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 your case was it the companies who came first to you or were you the initiators of this that's a very good question and i also think that you're uh, it was really exciting because after my keynote i usually get in all modesty often when i have a keynote um i do tend to get feedback afterwards because it touches people in some way. And I guess um, often people say, oh, I love your energy. Of course, I have a lot of energy. I know that. But but when I was in Vilnius, I got so many um, people coming up to me saying that this is something that we have to think more about. uh, I have been thinking about this for a long time. A lot of business leaders came up to me and I was, I've been thinking about like, how do we create the culture? And this is, seems so easy, but it's, it touched me. Uh, when we spoke in the audience, I have never ever spoken to a colleague about my personal life, but I think you're onto something even here. It, like I, I really felt that this is somewhere that I think most of the business world will go adventure uh, eventually and of course the scandinavian countries are often very early in to adapt this specifically kind of uh things because uh traditionally we have a flat structure um business has never been very high like uh, mm-hmm. um, what's it called like a higher i can't say that word in english it's all right it's hierarchy all right. thank you <laughs> No worries. It's early in the morning. <laughs> All right, it's a hard um, word. But um, so I think it's it's easier for Norwegian businesses to adapt. Uh, like in, to, uh, if you look upon Germany, um, Germany is a country where hierarchy are it's like this, and uh, it's uh, so different than Norway, but still. Um, the one, some will all, always start. And I think all over the world, we now see that uh, this is where we're going. Um, in Norway, I think it was, I think a lot of businesses has traditionally worked a lot on culture and strategically on culture, but in a busy work life, it's hard to make the time to actually nurture the connections in a company between pe- people. Uh, we're talking about silo. Is it called silos in the, the, where you work like this? <laughs> I silo, know silo, what yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, that is a big problem in business, I think, in the world in general. You, you have your department and mm-hmm. it's very rarely um, leaking between the departments. And that is a problem in Norway as well. And that has been so, it's so such a great extent um been even further developed during covid um but many years ago fuel box which is it started with a physical box and it's still we now have 18 different physical boxes uh for different relations this is for mentoring this is a box that is made specially for mentoring we have boxes for youth and kids in school for teachers, for kindergarten, 
for personal relationships because that is where it started. Our founder, uh, she started and she made a fuel box for couples. Mm-hmm. And she has a big business network and she told people about what she was doing. And people, because people are usually maybe both in a couple and of course working somewhere. So, and some people started to see the connection because what we do in our personal lives is to try to make the connection as good as we can. But it's really a lot of the same things uh, in the business world because what we try to do is to move this project further together and we need to have good connections. So uh, after a while, our founder found out that maybe we should try to develop this tool mm-hmm. for the business world. And mm-hmm. that was only based on what people came to her and said. And then after that was launched, business comes to us and we don't mm-hmm. So that, that, that makes a lot of sense. But then, you know, what, what I kind of also hear while, while you were speaking is, um, it's interesting that uh, Scandinavian countries and Norway, of course, including that, uh, as you said, you know, you have always been kind of ahead, you know, of, 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 let's say, other countries where, well, in a way, ahead, you know, or maybe thinking about or considering some of the, you know, those relationship issues, you know, at work more, let's say, that, than the others. I'm, I'm comparing it again, I guess, a little bit with Lithuanian case, you know, because this is the, 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 the easiest. So in this case, you know, if we're coming back kind of to this whole need or, or, or this, um, you know, wish to help companies, wish to help build relationships, um, why do you think why do you think that's so important i mean you kind of you go to work you do your job you know and then that's it and especially nowadays when you work remotely you know people think it's so easy because then you you know you just switch on to zoom you have a meeting or you have a few meetings a day then you do your job in your kitchen you know or something like that and that's it and you kind of you know basically you get your 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 salary at the end of the month and then you go on so why, let's say, why is it important for us to build that kind of relationship in, in the business environment or at work? What, what's, what's, how, what, how does it help us as a company or as a business? Good question. Uh, <clears throat> first of all, the, like the basic of all people, all, of all of our <laughs> being human, um, <clears throat> sorry, is connections. It all comes down to connections. If we're happy, it's a lot uh, of to do with how we are with the people that are around us. Um, and most people, they don't work for a logo, they work for the people. Um, they work in a team. And of course, a lot of people, and traditionally we have, as you said, we have gone to work, done our business, gotten our paycheck, and gone home and maybe even we have been one person at, jo- at our job and one person at home those have been two very separate worlds more and more in our world today and even more after as you said working remote because our personal life and our work life it sort of meets in a great to a greater extent than it did before uh, and people are more aware aware that I am one person. I'm a 24-hour person. I have 24 hours every day that I'm going to fill. And I have um, work-life balance is really 
um, quite a strange thing because it sort of fosters that it's two different things. And more and more, these things are sort of bound together and we need to find meaning in our lives in some way. And we claim that it all starts with connections because if you thrive, if you have a good time with the people that you're with, if you trust the people that you work with, then you also dare to say, I messed up. I did, a, did something wrong and we can learn from our mistakes and then go further together in business. So I think, I think the reason why we are getting towards a more connection driven culture is because we see that if the connections in our company are strong, we can also, um, we can live through harder times. We can live through a pandemic together. We can live through one year of remote working because we have strong connections already. I know who to call. I know who sits there with the competence. I know who can help me with certain tasks. Uh, if I don't know that, I will deliver my job, but I dare to say that I will deliver my job in a mediocre way because I don't really know where the heads are, where the hearts are, where the people that I need to bring into projects are because I don't speak to them. <clears throat> so I think there are so much goal. I said in my presentation in Vilnius, the, the goal lays within the people. And I think if we start to make those connections crisscrossing around in organizations, that's when you actually sort of do see the potential that is in there. You can deliver your job without any connections, of course. Of <laughs> and course. For some yes. people, <laughs> uh, but I think I truly believe that if you want to deliver on a higher level, uh, you will be able to do that um, when you use that gold that's actually there still in a, in a person if, um, if you don't mm -hmm. sort of nurture it or get it out in some, some way. And it's hard, but, but for leaders, it's very hard to work with connections because that's not, so that's when our tool comes in because you have to have something that drives the actual development. Plus, you know, it's, I think that, you know, when you speak about the connections and uh, it, it's kind of refreshing, you know, then when we speak about connections at work, we don't, or, you know, in general, we speak about it as a relationship goal not as you know some sort of a leverage goal that you know I have you know this connection I know this person or you know we kind of get get in you know we have a good relationship so you know we can do something but in this case it's more like creating the relationship and also feeling safe in the environment that you're in so as as you're also mentioning that you know I think that in this case, in order to also admit that you, let's say, messed up or you did something wrong or even to go to your boss, you know, and, and say something or ask a question even sometimes. I think that these are, you know, the kind of the key things that you have to have to feel safe in that environment. Otherwise, if, if you don't feel that, then none of these things are possible simply because you're afraid, you're, you're, you're feeling secure, you're afraid that, you know, you're going to be fired or, or laughed at or anything. So in, in this case, how do you feel or how do you understand and, and how do you think it's what, what, you know, managers even, what should they do in order to build this safe environment for a person, for an employee, especially in remote mm -hmm. environment? Because now you also have the remote. And I think it was very interesting when I was in, uh, at the Refocus conference in Vilnius because there was a um, conversation um, and uh, one of the, the people on the stage got the, the question, how is this new world of work? 
Um, and that was the HR director for the railways, in, um, Lithuanian railways. Wonderful woman that had so many great thoughts, I, I really think. And she said, we don't know because now we are in the middle of making this new world of work. And, and I think that was a very great, a, a good perspective because that's what it's all about. Now every company tries to find out what are we doing, but what should managers do? I think they at least have to try and they have to make the arenas. And that is one of my like really key points. We have to make the arenas where we make those conversations that otherwise wouldn't happen happen. That is what Patricia Shaw, um, um, an American, she says that leadership is about conveying the, uh, the conversations uh, that otherwise wouldn't take place. Uh, and I think that's a lot of, that's such an easy thing to do, really, if you actually do it as a manager, because if you make sure that your people know each other, that they know, as I said, it's not only to know uh, what makes me happy, but it also knows about my competences, what I think about my competences and how I maybe wish I could use my competences in other ways or more, or um, that I could use myself as a person. I would love to do more of this, or I would love to do less of this. If, if you as a manager know that, it will be so much easier to make me happy at work. As I said to one of my leaders back in the days, I told him, I just can't believe why it's so hard for you. Sometimes I do that. I can't believe why it's so hard for you to tell me what I'm good at. Can you please just say, what do you see that you like? Because then I can do more about that and I can make you more happy as a boss as well. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's quite hard for me to give compliments. And I said, it's not about compliments. I'm not looking for your compliments. I want to know what you think I'm doing as a good job. As also, I want you to know, I want to know where can I get better? But then we have to talk because I have to know what happens in your head. And I think it's, it's quite easy for a manager if you actually, if you do it, if you make uh, the arenas happen where people can connect and not only drink beer on a Friday, but in your meetings. And as you said, digitally, we can do the same thing. <laughs> we do this every Tuesday on our meetings. Um, we pick one fuel box card every Tuesday morning. Um, and all nine of us, because we, we were trained, we, we do this all the time, so we can do it in a group of nine, but usually it's good like to be four, maybe five max. Um, and then we do a round. Um, and it always opens our perspectives because you get new perspectives even just to listen to other people's mm -hmm. thoughts, even when they're talking about themselves. It's, yeah. But um, start the conversations. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, you know, starting the conversation. I mean, it's it's such a it seems such an easy thing, doesn't it? Uh, in, in a way, you know, just start talking, start communicating, you know, just share ideas and you know, take a card and as in this case, you even have a tool, you know, just use it and 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 uh, start creating this kind of relationship. But at the same time, I always wonder um, how how to begin that you know because especially in, in in let's say companies where bigger companies where there are a lot of you know hierarchies there are a lot of departments as you said there are a lot of different kinds of you know who's responsible to whom you know things and uh, 
And um, plus in, you know, in this nowadays world when everyone is so busy, you know, so meetings take place, usually, you know, they are, they have their agendas, they have their very clear, you know, moments where you have to do things, etc. So in this case, I think that, um, or I sometimes feel that, that this whole, you know, the main or core element of communication is typically like, okay, we'll do it later. If we have time, we do it, you know, or all right, let's do it, as you said, on Fridays, you know, but maybe every other Friday or something like that. So where is that? how you know uh, or or who should maybe again maybe it's the manager maybe you know it's maybe it's the team itself you know maybe the, who who's the, the the initiator you know in this case uh, maybe you have some some examples you know or or success stories as they call them you know where where the company actually you know tried used it and and they implemented it as as uh, as nowadays and and it works you know for them mm. Um, we have quite a few examples, but I think uh, you raised so many interesting questions uh, all the time. You're really good at asking questions. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a lecturer, have, so that's my, my, my kind of thing. <laughs> I have been interviewed very many, many times and it's not always I get those. Yeah, it's good. Um, the thing is that, um, first of all, I think as a company, you will succeed if it's top like it starts uh, by that the top the ceo needs to be on board of it mm -hmm. needs to think that this is important because if the employees are to set aside time just to get it to know each other it sounds like as you say it sounds so basic it sounds crazy almost how can we actually take the time in this busy schedule that is why our experience is that when they have a tool um, I think Fuelbox has been, for many companies, has been a solution that makes it so much easier because you don't have to sort of find activities. And it's a lot of like team building activities. Um, not so good. <laughs> and it feels like that you, you spend a lot of time not getting anything out of it, a lot of them. Uh, I think what we know is that open-ended questions create reflection and reflection together does make one's uh, stronger connections. So it, it's quite an easy way into making the strong connections, but it has to be sort of, um, it has to be a leader that says, in our company, we see culture as something important to work with. It's mm -hmm. one of our strategic uh, goals. Um, then it makes it easier for the rest of the managers in the company to actually take the time. Um, and our experience is that when we pick a card and it might have something to do like on, the per on a personal level, if there's something at work that is most engaging at the times, we always get to it, but we get to it from another angle than if it's our first point in the agenda. Um, and as uh, the PricewaterhouseCoopers uh, study that I sh showed you the article, mm -hmm. um, there is always, it, it, there is always, um, we, we can always be too busy because, um, and that is actually um, like core business related uh, actions as well that we say we can't we we don't have time for that we go another so it's actually where where do you 
um, set focus. And yeah, priorities, you, isn't it? Yeah, it's priorities. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Uh, if we say in our company that we prioritize the culture and we truly think psychological safety is the way to go, how do we best create psychological safety? Okay, we have bought this um, tool called Fuelbox. Let's put that into action and decide, let's decide how to use it, how often, and not only make it like with the beer on the Friday, which I think is a typical way to go for a lot of companies. Yes, but we have, we meet on Fridays, we have a couple of beers. Yeah, okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. But you have to do something more and you have to do it in a work-related arena because that makes it more important if you if you wish if but you that's do. such a key element isn't it when you said that, that that's what i was thinking i was thinking while, while listening to you all right so what's the difference you know of going let's say for for this friday beer or something you know with your colleagues and kind of it's isn't this the same then they share then they have you know chats and then you said that key phrase that it has to be in a work-related environment so that you know you can still feel that this is that safe place isn't it so it's not that you only feel safe when you're with the colleagues that you like at the pub you know having some drinks but you're in the place where you actually deliver that that job you know and you feel safe in that whether that's a zoom meeting whether that's a real uh, building so that's the key isn't it I, I think that is a big key because at once when you move it out to the pub it doesn't make it as important first of all mm -hmm. and if we were a team and uh, and uh, Simona and I, we have offices beside each other. It would be us two going into the pub and her and I would be the ones that were speaking the whole night. Maybe some of the other guys from the other department comes by. But, but in the end, Simona and I strengthen our connection even more mm -hmm. <laughs> when we go out to the pub. Uh, I would not get to know you that much better if we, got, if we were out that night. But if... Uh, a manager, our manager in the workplace, uh, make sure that also you, Brigitte and I, we at least once a month, you and I have an encounter that makes us uh, know each other a bit more. And putting it into the suit and tie environment makes it a strategic uh, goal in a, uh, another way. And um, you ask for examples, we have a big lawyer company, um, um, law company in mm -hmm. in law legal well, law legal company yes thank <laughs> you I'm so glad your English is better than mine <laughs> well that's the cooperation thing you know? <laughs> uh, a legal company a big legal company one of the uh, leading legal companies in Norway they have um, a top leader that means that lawyers have traditionally had the answers. Now we see the importance um, in a competitive world that we also need to ask the questions. We have to nurture our curious side. We have to be more interested in the clients um, to be able to attract clients in the future. Uh, we need to ask more questions and of course in the end come with the answers because that's what lawyers do <laughs> but we need to be more curious so they have used Fuelbox now for quite a while they use it also to build the strong connections and you can imagine uh, partners in a legal company mm -hmm. uh, quite traditional uh, 
you know, to a great extent, they're men. <laughs> they are very result-driven. Um, now I'm sort of, um, it's very stereotyping, but at least the culture in the company has been very, uh, both economically driven and, you know, um, and what they do now is they see that if we are going to succeed in the future, we need to ask questions. But that came from the top. From the top. And then he got the partners on board. And then he got the teams on board and then the whole company. And I think that is the best way to go. That if you have a CEO that says in our company, we uh, prioritize the culture. This is what I believe we should do. Um, then you have to be serious about it every day. It's like, it's like choosing yourself, your partner every day, right? <laughs> you can't, if you got married 30 years ago, it's not like we're happy ever after. You have to choose to be a good couple for the rest of your lives. And that is actually a lot of the same things we do at work. We fall in love with a job. This is the job I want. And then you have to nurture that love. You have to nurture the energy, nurture the enthusiasm. The Yeah. You see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it makes so much, you know, perfect sense. And you know, when you put it that simply, uh, I guess, in, in such you know, so kind of step-like <laughs> methods, but everything, you know, as, as they say, everything, you know, simple is, is everything primitive or everything that primitive that we typically forget, you know, is, is that genius, you know, and, and we tend to somehow start focusing on something. Ooh, so where are the answers? Where are, you know, where are the, the, the books we should read or what should we do, you know, how to be good managers. But uh, it is, it all comes down to the fact that, uh, despite all the artificial intelligence, all the robots that we have, we still work with humans, you know, and humans are such beings who need some sort of communication, you know, and need some sort of support, feedback, you know, I love, I loved your experience, the, the example that you've mentioned about this, you know, just tell me, so what I'm good at, you know, asking your boss, I mean, it's such a simple thing, just share, you know, give feedback. And I also, you know, kind of caught, kind of journeying back a little bit now to that, um, when you spoke a little bit about the team building activities and think I've recently actually had a conversation with one of the managers here in Lithuania, and we had this kind of, um, maybe not, not a misunderstanding, but kind of a discussion about the, the idea of team buildings, you know, in big companies. And uh, it was also kind of um, a thing that, yeah, a lot of employees, they don't really like these kinds of team building activities simply because, you know, a lot of them, they take you too much out of the comfort zone that, that you know, typically people, they're like, oh, you have to do, you know, different kinds of work at work. And now you have to go on those team building activities where again, have to, you know, suffer through, you know, and then do these games tasks you know that nobody actually even sometimes enjoy and the whole point is that you know you, you become stronger as a team but eventually you know everybody just starts fighting sometimes you know instead of actually finding that that goal so and and I think that you know it's 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 about the whole point is that the company needs to find what fits them you know mm -hmm. It's not that you can take something, you know, that fits for everyone and then think, oh, it'll work here. No, 
but it's all about you know finding that that element or finding that key or that tool that will work for your company that will create that communication that will create that you know psychological safety or or safe environment for your employees it's all about that and um, i think that you know the 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 tool that you're providing or the the fuel box you know the the the, the one you know with with the cards and then the questions because there are so many of them when i looked at at everything you know and and you can choose different kinds of topics and then at the same time i feel that it actually eases a person into things rather than takes them out of that comfort zone you know that we really don't like it actually eases you because you start oh you know that's the simple question i can answer that you know i feel fine with that why not you know so i think that psychologically in a way it might help building that that environment you know that we're looking for at least you know this is what, what it, i had that that impression and that's why i thought that wow you know it's again so simple but I, i'm so happy that you say that because that is um actually i think one of the reasons why we do so well uh and why it resonates with people that well mm -hmm. because if we can do i I truly believe, as you said, it's so basic and it's so small. Um, it's it's just if you do those small things every day or every week or at least like all the time, it's it's a lot easier to build in the long run, uh, to build that culture in the long run instead of doing like the huge team building activity once a yeah, year. Yeah, once a year, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of course, for some businesses, that is good as well. Mm -hmm. um, and for some businesses, we have the Friday night beer or whatever. But, but the thing is that if you have this as a base, because I, I truly believe that you can have that as a base, and mm -hmm. then you can find all the other things. But the little questions, if everyone every day had at least once that they actually asked an open-ended question to explore other people's perspective, perspectives, I think we would have gotten a long, a long way quicker, but we need to do it every day. This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business. How do business or how do business people in Norway communicate? Because, you know, we have our different kinds of styles. And typically, you know, what we would probably hear in Lithuania think that maybe, you know, you're more reserved people, you know, or uh, you're not that open or something like that, you know, there are different kinds of stereotypes. So what actually is that, you know, the, 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 the general communication, let's say in business? I think it's very, that's a very hard question because um, first of all, I think it's developing so rapidly that it's so different from company to company. And before I started working here, uh, I probably would have answered that question easier because now I am out in so many different businesses all the time. And my experience is that like, the, the culture and the tone of voice or the dialogue that I experience um, happening in the, the different companies, it's just so different <laughs> from company to company. And they might even be on the same in the same city and in the same business, but um, it all comes down to how they have nurtured a culture one way or another. Uh, in, uh, and sometimes you feel it when you come into a room because suddenly you hear that they are sort of throwing out one fun thing about each other and it's like, it's like a banter. 
Uh, and in other businesses, there is warmth and welcome to us. And even the CEO takes your hand and like looks you into the eyes and say, I am so happy to see you here. And then in other, there's quiet. <laughs> and hardly anyone speaks. And I have to, of course, joke about it just to get them, get them going. Because actually when I'm there, they're going to talk together. Biz Culture. This is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business. And, but I think the general um, Norwegian is not used to talking openly at work. That is very stereotypical and it's, and it's, but my experience is that as Norwegians, um, we don't talk about our personal life at work. So a lot of people that are introduced to Fuelbox as a tool, their first hesitation is, am I going to like pour my soul out of work? I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to keep this private. And I say this, again and again and again. And I think I even said it when I only had, had 20 minutes in Lithuania. It's, it's not about pouring your soul out. It's not about pouring out your inner deepest, darkest secret. It's about letting loose tiny bits about yourself that all together, imagine if you have like, there are 52 weeks a year, 52 conversations if you do this once a week. During that year, people around you will know 52 things more than they knew before. <laughs> um, and it might be that I can juggle with three balls, or it might be that you suddenly know that I went through a divorce that was quite heavy for me, uh, or that I lost my brother in suicide, which I did. Uh, I think for a colleague to know that about me, Uh, makes this person more um, empathetic towards me uh, because it's easier that if during lunch someone jokes about suicides or if someone jokes about someone shooting their head off, you know, that, that kind of conversations can happen during lunch. But if my colleague that sits beside me knows that I have been through this, will be able to ask me after lunch, are you okay? Mm -hmm. that makes me feel seen heard um, that I am a part of something bigger than myself now I suddenly got really uh, serious in this talk you know and it's because this is something that I really truly think that we can we can do such small things and having been through 15 field box questions it's so much better than not having done it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's better to have done seven questions during half a year than not having done it. Mm -hmm. uh, because that lunch situation, I think a lot of people experience that at work every day. That mm -hmm. someone talks about or jokes about, not in a bad meaning. <laughs> um no it's just you know random just kind of you know just this this, this yeah. situation or talk that people have and that's it you know? yeah and they relate it to series on Netflix that they see or like and then suddenly if we know more about each other I think we can be gentler to, towards each other because we are kinder to people that we know better like see I don't do you have kids no no okay then you probably know someone that has kids and sometimes 
even even worse, I think you look at some kids and you say, hmm, <laughs> not my cup of tea. And of course, as parents, they love their kids. Yes. And why do they do it? They love their kids because they know them. They know the good qualities. They don't, don't only see the brat side of them as maybe we see. Yeah. Um, and you, you take so much more from the people that you know and love. And I think if we put a bit of that into the workplace, that I know a bit more about you. Every day I know a bit more. Um, it's so much easier also for me to make you happy at work. <laughs> and plus, I think that, you know, when these kinds of, you know, you, you share these small details or, you know, something that that's kind of, you know, been deep, you know, into your heart or, you know, something happened to you, anything. I think that it also kind of eliminates this possibility or, or this kind of, you know, thing of, of, gossip or any other things you know when people start oh, what's wrong with her she's in a bad mood or he's you know angry today or she's you know laughing like a crazy person what's wrong and then you know those chit chats you know something something because nobody knows what's really happening and I think it creates this kind of eventually it evolves into conflict evolves into something bigger and you know again you feel maybe in danger you know at your own workplace you know in psychological danger and I think that when you share, as you said, these small details, not pouring your heart out, if you want, you may, but just sharing, you know, something and, and saying what's what's wrong, you know, why do you feel like this, you know, on a morning, Monday morning, maybe, and uh, people know, <laughs> you just let it out and people know, and that maybe, yeah, as I said, maybe that eliminates that, that eventual possibility of a conflict or something. And I would like to, to add that, um, as you said, it's it's kind of an easy way into working on culture using Fuelbox. And, and of course, if I get the question, one of my favorite questions that I probably used to my speak is in my keynote in Vilnius was, what are you really proud of, but do mm -hmm. not usually brag about? And that can be quite a hard question for a lot of people to answer. But then you can choose to go like, to talk about, uh, I'm really proud that I actually managed to get my husband back after I got divorced. Mm -hmm. uh, or the other way around, you can say that I am quite proud that I can juggle with three balls. That is an easy way, right? No, you know, and in the beginning, it's enough because it's quite, it's fun fact about me because when we uh, meet at work, the next day you and I can laugh or you can even have brought three balls with you and say, show me. And we, we will have a fun time <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. Um, and it's not dangerous to tell anyone because it's not very personal. It's so you don't have to go all personal and wishy-washy feelings. That is not necessarily the goal, but it's of course, when we have created such a trusty relationship that it's, that it's natural for me to tell the, the more inner me, that means that our connection has been taken even to a further level. And I do believe that even then we will be even better at working together. <laughs> yes, and I think that, you know, it's once, um, you know, there's this common saying that, and everyone says that and knows that, that we spend most of our lives at work, whether that's online or, or in person, but we do, we spend that much time. And uh, why not make it, uh, easier you know for ourselves well, I think, oh, you, you have gotten it because it's why not make it more or nicer to yeah, be nicer, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, um, and as I said 
I have said that so many times to so many of our clients. Fuel box, like to, to making those great conversations happen, it's not, uh, or it's first and foremost, it's all about making an environment that makes people perform their best, like mm -hmm. high performing teams. But why not have a good time doing it? <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's quite easy. I deliver so much better when I'm happy at work, mm -hmm. when I like the people that I'm with, where I can go past an office and I know that, like, say, it, it, and it's also down to the simple things. If I know that you are a person that's tired in the morning and you love to get your coffee in the morning, I'm a person, I'm up early, I'm always the first one at the office. Mm -hmm. When you come to work, your coffee will be at your desk and I will say good morning and I will leave you to it because I need, and I know that you need to drink your coffee and get into the yeah, get in that before, yes, before you can take my energy. <laughs> But it's so much easier for me to actually put that coffee on your desk in the morning because I know that that's, that will make, that's what makes you happy. Uh, so I think all the tiny bits, I, I usually also say that It sort of put co puts colors to a person. It's like painting a painting. It's when you have all the colored uh, colors in, you see the whole person. Mm -hmm. um, so give me your, your colors, uh, not the deepest, darkest one, maybe, but, but at least give but me so at some, least some shades, you know, that you would like to share. I was actually when when I was um, that that was such an interesting thought that you just given about the colors. When I looked at the fuel, when I was listening to you for the first time, and when I looked at the fuel box, my the, the cards on the app, I I actually felt like there was some sort of a puzzle game, you know, when you start building the puzzle, you know, the person or something, and you get to know them better. So I had this association of the puzzle. <laughs> so when you that is an association I have not had before, and that gave me instant ideas that I'm going. Oh, that's a great ad. There you go. You see. <laughs> That's what I had, and then creates a yeah, it creates that that you know the picture, because when you build the puzzle, and you know, and it, it also had for me when 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 I use this app for for my students, you know, for to warm them up, I also get to know them better. Plus, you know, it, when you get that full you know puzzle, uh, it takes time because each puzzle takes time. So you then you know people get into that process on the kind of that feeling that it's a process. You can't do that instantly, you know. You have to ease into that. It's a process. It's not. <laughs> oh, that—that that was a lovely analogy because that is actually what it's all about. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And I think, but, but I think it's quite cool that a lot of businesses now see this as their core mm -hmm. uh, strategic plan uh, as to make conversations happen because it's. As you've said many times, it's so basic. It's so, so basic, easy. Yeah. So basic. Like, um, but if you do those easy things over time, I truly believe that psychological safety is what you get in return and what you know from research. And I, I, I don't think anyone really questions the importance of psychological safety in the workplace. Uh, some people say it's hard to make it happen. Um, or a lot of businesses say, we have a high level of psychological safety. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> uh, and they haven't even done a measure. <laughs> so, but we feel uh, in, Nor in Norwegian, there is an expression called, um, we have a high ceiling in our, mm -hmm. um, in this room, we have a high ceiling. 
that means that we can throw out everything and every every it, there is room for everyone and everything that people mm -hmm. say there are usually not higher ceilings in in any rooms but and it's also people say that the culture are uh, built into these walls Mm -hmm. that usually does not happen um, because it's actually in the people and I, and I think um, we can assume as leaders that there's, an high, there's a high level of, of psychological safety but that doesn't mean we shouldn't work on it in the future and I think mm -hmm. if there is a company that has a great high level of psych psychological safety it's even easier to be better it's always that's what we know we know that it's easier to get better at something we're good at mm -hmm. than to start all over with a new activity yeah right. I worked I had a, a two and a half hour session with a team a couple of weeks ago and coming into the room I knew that this was a group that already have bought my um my um help me um what, what are you looking for? What I was, um, they had already bought what I was about to say. Um, yes, they did. Yeah. Um, they agreed to everything I said mm -hmm. from start. And when I started the first talk shop in groups of four with cards from Fuelbox, I knew that this was going to be smooth sailing because I knew they were not afraid of open-ended questions. Mm -hmm. And the leaps they did during 15 minutes of talk, that was amazing to watch because they didn't have to feel their way through in, into the, the open-ended questions. They went straight into the things that actually important, that was important for them. And I think it's, um, it's as a company, <clears throat> it's a lot easier if you are already working on culture to start with projects like Fuelbox. Um, but then again, you have to start somewhere. Um, and I think just by acknowledging that psychological safety is something that we truly believe is important, how do we create it and then find their way of, of making it happen, but you have to make it happen. And I think that, um, it's also important now after COVID, we mm -hmm. talked about silos before, um, people are getting back into the workplace. Many people haven't seen each other for one and a half, now, almost two years. Um, a lot of people have been employed uh, during COVID and hasn't become a part of the culture. Um, they only know the ones that they cooperate with here and now. And coming back into the workplace, I think it's a fantastic opportunity to reboard everyone, to look upon what kind of culture do we want now going forward? What have we learned during the pandemic? Uh, how have we seen, because I think a crisis usually works as- um, As a possibility, um, doesn't it? A crisis. It's a possibility. A crisis is always a possibility. It's an opportunity to do something new and it's also sort of shed lights on your culture because if your culture wasn't too good during the pandemic i think you would have had some challenges if it was a strong maybe connectional driven culture it's also that comes like visible mm -hmm. uh, during the crisis and now we have the opportunity and we are talking a lot about reboarding because 
companies, they onboard people mm -hmm. and sometimes also offboard people. But what we need now is something in the middle. We need to reboard. Yeah. Yes, we need to reboard people. Um, that is also another company that I worked with recently. Um, the one that started this project, it's called, the project was called Authentic because they wanted to, to show everyone in the company the authentic me. I think it was, uh, and they did a measurement in uh, at the start of the project and the measurement now, we ended the project in 9th of December and on inclusion and how people felt connected to their teams had like gone mm. only during five months. So it's quite easy to do something about it. But um, now I suppose I talked myself out of... <laughs> Right. No, I think that, you know, you, you, the, the, the whole point here, and I think that the one of the key elements that that I believe our listeners are going to take is, is that it's all about, you know, the perspective, how we look at it, you know, how we look at the crisis and what do we take from it. And if, you know, that's, I guess that even, you know, now when we look at it, COVID is ending, not ending, continuing, whatever, you know, we look at it, it it's, it's still with us. So it's all about the fact for us to, as you said, reboard, you know, but at the same time to rebrand, re redo, rethink, you know, and, and re you know, as also at the beginning, we spoke now, companies look for hybrid, for remote, for partial office work, for different kinds of, so that's kind of the technical aspects that companies are now struggling with, and they have to consider, they have to understand, you know, what works the best. But the key, uh, the thing that we shouldn't forget is that there's this psychological human element as well that needs to be rethought, you know. And, and how do you do it now in a hybrid, like like when it's summer and some meetings are in digital, some meetings are in the office, some meetings are both. Mm -hmm. um, and I think more than ever, I, I talked about reboarding. That's That was what I was talking about. I think that's a good word. Uh, one of the buzzwords that has come out of the pandemic, but to have reboarding in the back of our heads going forward, I think it's important because we maybe we need to reboard again and again and again, because as you say, um, we will have periods, I think, um, for quite a long time that sometimes we have to be out of the office and sometimes we're back in. Um, and, and to have that uh, thought with us at all times and also use this opportunity that we have to, to look upon our culture uh, with new eyes um, and see what do we need going further. And one of my, I think one of the things that a lot of businesses should do is see what arenas, <clears throat> sorry, what arenas do we have today where people meet? Mm -hmm. Um, and say, okay, we have, of course, the Friday night beer <laughs> that some people still have. <laughs> that is always the first one that comes up. Um, we have the weekly team meetings mm -hmm. uh, where the whole team meets digitally. We have the monthly team uh, summit that uh, where we are physical, uh, mm -hmm. the whole team. Um, we have the leadership team that meets such and such. Define the arenas that you have and then do the thinking. Okay, we do believe that connections in our workplace is important. That's the first. If that is so, in how many of these arenas do we actually actively, consciously work on the connections within the team? Do we only meet 
do the agenda and then leave. Mm -hmm. In most situations, that is what we do. Mm -hmm. um, so if you um, define the arenas that you have and then see in what of these arenas can we strategically work on the connections and what activities do we do? Of course, a lot of the answer will be the fuel box. Use the fuel box for those activities, but we have to do something. But then you first have to sort of, as I said, um, find out what arenas do we have and in what arenas would it be um, good to actually have a focus on building strong and trusting connections to make a team that performs better together. I mean, you know, I could probably listen to you uh, nonstop today. It was, it has been such a, you know, thought, I don't know, fruitful. That's the word that I was looking for. Fruitful, you know, Monday morning for me. And I think that, you know, everyone who's going to be listening to this chat, we just started so organically without any introductions or anything. <laughs> which was just you know kind of something that that I loved it simply because we, we started speaking about the things that really do matter you know and uh, maybe because you know I already saw you you know in the refocus conference but at the same time it just you know you do present things in such a I'll repeat myself simple but uh, very um, very clear manner you know so thank you so much for that and I mean it's it's pleasure. do you have any um, maybe last kind of um, maybe not thoughts, but maybe some suggestions on this whole rewarding idea, you know, for, for, for companies, maybe some, some like the end of the year wishes. <laughs> oh, I have many wishes, but, I, but I truly, and maybe that's why it sort of organically moved along our conversations is that um, you have seen <laughs> what I uh, am all about and I am so passionate about this, um, this focus because I really wish that more companies, more leaders um, see culture as a strategic advantage. Mm -hmm. um, and not only culture in general, because that's a very big word. I think you always have to, to sort of cut it down into pieces that we can comprehend on an everyday basis. Um, and what one of my like really truly beliefs is that if we um, enables arenas where people can meet and nurture their connections and make trusty connections, uh, I think we will come a long way. So be curious, ask questions, be interested in people, ask follow-up questions, um, listen to what people say and uh, try to create dialogue before we go head to head because that happens in business as well because we do agree and we do disagree at different points during time and i think if we open for if we're open for curiosity open for what other people's perspectives i uh, do truly believe and and if we in business acknowledge that people are people. We are 24 hour people. Um, I think we uh, will be more open to seeing the whole person and welcoming the whole person to work. Not forgetting the fact, the most important thing that we're people, yes, it's, it's, it's all about that. And, and uh, that work, um, work relationship is not that different as life relationship. 
because you still interact the same kind of human beings. You know? <laughs> we have to interact with people we like and people we don't like at all times. And that's like I always in my keynotes talk about my husband because it's during the 20 years we've been together, sometimes I like him a lot. Sometimes I don't like him at all. <laughs> and that's how it is at work as well. And I will be so much nicer to you as my colleague if I know you a bit better. So take the connection seriously. Mm -hmm. Take people seriously. Um, and as I've said a hundred times before, it's not about pouring your soul out, but make those arenas happen where people can build strong and trusty connections to perform better together. I'm not even adding anything on it because I think that that was the, the, the basic thing that, uh, super, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me today. It was amazing listening to you, Anne, and uh, thank you for sharing the, the fuel box ideas and the, the examples and just, you know, something so refreshing. And I think that especially now, each one of us needs it so much coming back to the basics, to the core. Uh, and I just have to say, you can, you can read more about us at fuelbox.com. Uh, com and i think the cool thing is that we have the app as well that can do be done in every language yeah. and uh, so it makes it possible to go out of norway as well so that's cool thank you so much thank you so much have a great day and i hope that you know let's connect on linkedin and everywhere it's just because you know it was amazing thank you so much this culture this is the podcast about the meaning of concepts in business.